Right, so that's so, like, like I got. I mean, look at this guy. Do a shout out for the Phillies. Right? I mean, you know, I told them to wear his hat. We're doing I, a they're, podcast. They're playing right now. I don't even know if they're winning right now. I don't know. You know I really felt. I listen, yeah. I want to make it clear here that I want. You know, the Phillies are playing tonight, right? Uh, and you know, for me to put a show and for this guy to come on, on my first episode, you know, while the game is on, right? right he walks up in a Phillies hat. And I, I felt terrible because I forgot that the Phillies were playing because if anybody knows me, I'm a diehard uh, Eagles fan. But I love the Phillies too. But, but I, I haven't I, checked I, my phone. <laughs> this game, like when I walked in, yes. the Phillies were at one zip. I have yeah. no idea what the score is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know either. Okay. Yeah, so you, I would know more okay. from you. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's go to the pros and cons of uh, owning versus running right now. Welcome to Tabernay Talks. I'm Alex Tabernay, and this is my first episode, so I am glad everyone's here and uh, we are ready to go. I have uh, waited a long time to put this together, and I'm pretty excited. So uh, every week, I'm going to try to bring you the best guests that I can possibly bring you, uh, information that I think you guys really need to know on what's going on in the mortgage market. Uh, also, the real estate market, Philly is, uh, you know, Philly's still moving. But uh, I think that we need to touch on some topics that uh, will make you guys understand more on uh, the behind the scenes. Uh, so I'm glad everyone's here. I need you to subscribe, you know, get all your family to subscribe, friends, uh, realtors, uh, my past clients. I'm looking for everybody to be on uh, so that we can, you know, make this a, a success every week. And, uh, and I thank everybody for being here. So. Uh, without further ado, I have Chris Summers from uh, Keller Williams. Uh, I've known Chris's name for a long, long time. He's a, a, a huge uh, real estate person that's been in the business. Uh, I go back to 2005, 2006, and knowing his name uh, when he was with Remax, um, I felt that he would be a great first guest to bring on to really give us a good idea on you know, what's going on in the Philly market, his insights, uh, I think, you know, kicking it off with him was a was a, a huge plus for us. So I thank you for being here, Alex. I mean, it's an honor to be on your podcast, but to be the first episode, I mean, that that's uh, even that much more of an honor. So thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I appreciate that. So listen, tell us about yourself because I think for people who don't know you, which if you don't know him in the Philly market, you're you haven't been in the Philly market. So, but uh, I'm going to let him take it away from here. Well, thank you. Yeah. My, my name is Chris Summers. I'm co-CEO of <clears throat> the Summers team. You know, we have 20 plus agents, you know, a few full-time people. And, and our team consistently does, you know, about a hundred million more in sales, Alex, which, um, you know, which to me, I find very impressive. I love giving value back to our clients this year. I think we'll be a little bit below that hundred billion, sure. you know, with volume uh, being down. Yeah. Um, which and is then, everybody. Yeah, it's everyone. Yeah, we're not down as much as the market is, which I think, yeah, that's a strong <clears throat> testimonial. I'm also past president of, of GPAR. Uh, but, yeah, I've had my real estate license now for almost 20 years. So, like, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, right. 20 years. So, I, I started in 99, so I'm at 25. Right, I started in 2004. Also with nothing. I didn't have any no you know, you family, you, you know, friends in the real estate industry. So, you know, if you're watching this, you yeah. know, I was in my, I don't want to give up my age. Yeah. Well, yeah, but listen, I was, you already did. I, I by said, saying that you're five years younger than the business. Yeah, yeah. You're a young guy. You know, but Come like on. anyone can kind of get into the real estate industry 
when they want to, when they're ready, they can hop from career to career and, and do very well in it. But it, it does require, you know, a lot of work, a lot of stress, yeah. you know, some, um, a lot of no's, yeah. rejection. Um, but yeah, you, know, you could certainly have fun and be, you know, be the entrepreneur and, and kind of build and, and innovate and so forth. And kudos to you, you know, and what you've done in the mortgage industry that. too. You bet. Um, I think that, you know, uh, we collaborating in this business is key right now. Uh, you know, that we're in a recession or they might not say we're in a recession, right? But I think we are. Uh, and that we are, as real estate agents and loan officers, have to stick together in order to um, keep going. Correct. And, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting times right now in the real estate industry. You yeah. know, we're definitely, you know, in a recession with transactions being down 40 to 50 percent year over year i mean prices have kind of held up which is you know a little bit you know bizarre but that's good that that's happening but you know for realtors mortgage people title home inspectors appraisers anyone in this industry you know it's been tough but yeah that's also provides the opportunity moving forward in my opinion too okay good what do you think's going on in the philly market you see it every day i mean i'm in the mortgage business right so I deal with the clients and trying to get them approved, um, you know, go through their financials and get them to closing smoothly. But you guys are really the front line, right? And with you being the front line for the last 20 years, you know, you see obviously even more than me probably because you know what's going on. So you tell me what's going on on the street right now in the Philly market as of today. Well, I think a lot of realtors are on strike. Yeah, there's not a lot right. of activity. I but, know, because but, I, mean, I can't find any of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's many that are working, but there's a lot of moving parts, you know, in the market. You know, I call it um, bird mania. You know, it was really accelerated during COVID with, you know, people selling in Philly, you know, moving to Bucks, Montgomery, New Jersey, Florida, mm-hmm. you know, fill in the blank. And that trend is still, you know, is still happening. You know, the people like work at home, you know, brought a tremendous amount you know, of new homeowners, you know, to Philly and, you know, during the major COVID years, it's still happening, not as much. You know, our market is really driven by the first time home buyer. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, unfortunately it kind of seems like, you know, the, the question that we always ask is like, why lease when you can own? Yeah. They've kind of reversed that and they're like, well, why own when I could lease? Right. Yeah. So there's been a little bit of a drop there. And then, I mean, you know, in the mortgage industry, a lot of these people might want to move, you know, but yeah, they're holding a rate of 3%, right. 4, two and a half, right. zero. Who wants to do that? I, I used to joke like rates are at zero, yeah. Yeah. you know? So like the inventory, you know, is so low, number one. And then number two, the inventory that does exist, a lot of it's overpriced. Right. You know, where they're, yeah, the seller is just, you know, kind of hoping for something. The agent might've been desperate to get a listing. So would you take away, you know, this like, overpriced, low inventory market, you know, the inventory is that much lower. Yeah, right. Know? So it, it's really tough. And then the buyer pool, you know, is, is on the smaller side, you know, for these reasons that we talked about. The investor market has really dried up too. Really? Which is sad to now, see. How about the multifamilies? I'm getting a lot of clients that are reaching out to me asking me about two, three unit, you know, duplex, triplex. I want to live in one. I want to rent out the other one or rent out the other two or three quads. Yep. You seen a lot of that? Uh, not as much as we used to. I okay. mean, it, again, like the mortgage rates, you know, have certainly, you know, made big differences in mortgage payments. Yeah. Um, we just closed a, a million dollar new construction um, property out in West Philly, four units. One of our 
investor clients bought that. Okay. Yeah, but for the investors, yeah, cash flow is a little bit tighter. Yeah, with rates, and for the homeowner, like the FHA, you know, for multifamilies is like doesn't really work. With right. Like, well, with the self sufficiency test, correct. which a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you know, like if you don't know that, you could accept a deal and it's dead. Right. You know, before you know right. whatnot. But if you don't know what the self sufficiency test is, the the rent has to be higher than the mortgage payment, right? So so the three units, let's say you're buying a triplex, you know, the, the three units rent income has to be more than what the actual mortgage payment is. And the problem is, is with the rates being so high, the mortgage payments are so high that they're higher than what the rents are. Correct. So you don't pass the self-sufficiency test. And that's where, like Chris is saying, we're seeing a lot of dead deals. Correct. So uh, how do you beat that if you don't? You really don't, you know, I mean, the buyer just needs to you know, have a larger down payment, yeah. you know, where, you know, those, those conditions don't apply. Yeah. You know, sellers, I think, you know, I talk about the three P's, you know, when it comes to like listing a property, mm. pricing, patience, and perseverance. And a lot of sellers don't want to do anything with price. Right. Well, right. if that's the case, be, be patient right. and, you know, and persevere. You know, things will get better. I mean, I think we are kind of like building up like a large, you know, pent up demand. Mm-hmm. You know, come next year. Yeah, but obviously we need, um, you know, two catalysts. We need rates to get a little bit better, which right. they will. Right. We talk about this. So this is, I think, good for the mortgage people. Like, this is a great time to buy. Yeah, because you you don't have as much competition. Yeah. Number one. Number two, you are getting a little bit better of a sale sure. price. Three, you get a little bit more inspection negotiations um, underway. And for the people that are fearful, oh, I'm buying when rates are high. It's like, well, think about this. If rates go up and you bought, you're happy. Yeah. Right. If rates stay the same, you're happy. Yeah. And if rates go down, call you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Refi. But seriously, oh, believe me, my phone will be going crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, a good, yeah. good plan. Yeah. But yeah. I, th- I think the second part, yeah, which is well, cut- what's the saying? Date the rate. Do I marry the house? Yeah. Date the rate. Yeah, uh, isn't know, that you, the big you, saying right you now? Use that that for, I try not to say that yeah, because it sounds a little cheesy. It, it was good for the you first know. week. <laughs> Right. Everybody's like, I said, no, I'm not saying that. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not selling people into marrying the house and dating the rate. I think that is a, you know, you're burning yourself a little there because you don't know when these rates will come down. Correct. And these people will hold you to it. Correct. So you got to watch what you say. But I think that one of the main things that really isn't talked about that much, but I think it is or starting to be like, it is what it is. Yeah. I think the main thing affecting the Philly market is like the number one factor when people are thinking about either to buy or sell yeah. is public safety and knock on wood. we got wood right here. You know, with Sherelle Parker coming in as mayor, a new police commissioner, you know, hopefully, you know, some policies are put into place. You know, things change a little bit because we really need public safety to improve, you know, to have the people to, to a stay in the neighborhoods um, and B for the, for people to feel comfortable buying in the neighborhoods and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to live in Philly sure. for the next three years right. or five years or the people that are graduating at Penn or Drexel, maybe they're, they're still leasing or, but instead of them leaving Philly, you know, like, Hey, yeah, there's jobs here. Things are happening and public safety is getting better. So that's going to be, you know, kind of like an, a catalyst outside of rates and whatnot going into 2024. Do you see them still running out of the city? Like what, you know, a lot of people, Listen, when I talk to a lot of people, they, they say to me, you know, I can't believe you live in Philly, right? You, you know, you should live in Jersey. You should live in the main line. You should live in Montgomery County, wherever it may be. I can't believe you live in the city. And, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with the city. I've been here for uh, 
25 years myself. Um, I uh, built my business here. Uh, I do do business in Jersey too, and uh, you know, sometimes in Delaware. So, but primarily, uh, this is my market, right? So, um, do you still see them running out? Like, are they saying I got to go to the main line? I got to go to Jersey. I got to go to Delaware because of what's still going on here. Or do you see any type of light of them saying they're going to come back in? A little bit of both. Okay. I mean, a lot of sellers are obviously leaving the city for that reason. Number one, you know, schools might be number two, mm-hmm. but for the people that you know, might be decided, you know, to, to live here or they might work here, but live outside too, you know, but the foundation, you know, is here. Like, yeah, I, I still live in the city. I don't want to live in the burbs. Right. So I know where there's one of me. Yeah, I know I'm not a dinosaur. Right. Yeah. There's many others. Like, yeah. yeah we still have the most amazing restaurants, you know, cafes, art, mm-hmm. lifestyle, you know, instead of driving in, you know, to see the Phillies or, or, or the Sixers or even the Eagles, you know, take, you know, carpool, Uber, you know, however you want to get there. You know, like we have an amazing foundation with the city. And I think with a few changes that should come into play, you know, that pendulum, you know, does drift back and forth and it will kind of drift back towards lifestyle and people wanting to be in Philly and staying in Philly, you know, the question is, is like, you know, how slow is that pendulum going to swing and how far to the other side? But like back in the day, you know, the saying was, don't be the last one to be in the burps. Yeah. Remember that? Right, right. You know, and I think everybody wanted to come in the yeah, city. Yeah, things sure. kind of go back and forth. So just, you know, with with new leadership, you know, maybe there's some, some different things that happen where we're, you know, bringing jobs in instead of losing jobs. All these things could very well happen. I believe that they will. Right. A lot of it is just intuition. Yeah. But when that does, the demand for housing, yeah, will be high, and the inventory is going to be low more than likely. Which gets back to the benefit of buying now. Yeah. Yeah. Because as those rates drift down, yeah, the demand, the, the buyer pool just increases dramatically. How do, how do we ever get that inventory back when the rates come down? Uh, everyone's going to buy again, right? So uh, even more people than they are now. Correct. So that's going to uh, buy up the inventory, right? Yeah. So, so what's going to bring it back then, or is this just a never-ending cycle of no inventory for? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, like that spread for sellers is that that starts to like decrease you yeah. know, between that low thing, you know, mortgage right, right. interest rate they right. have now and the higher one. I think that starts to loosen up. I think some sellers. Yeah, just knowing that there's more activity, yeah, we'll list their property mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I think there'll be more development, yeah, you know, where we have yeah, you know, more single family homes or condos for sale, yeah, you know, versus apartments for lease. Right. Yeah, you know, these are important things to bring more inventory to the market too. Okay. Good. I mean, I, I agree. I think the people with the two and the three percent interest rates will eventually um, list if those rates were in the fours and the fives. Right. Yeah, that might, might take they, two years or so, that but that's, take some time. that's all part right. of the right. yeah, the equation. Yeah, you know, combined with just you know, yeah, you know, the city getting better. Yeah, and people yeah. wanting to buy. Now, people ask me all the time, you know, what are the best neighborhoods in the, in the city to to go to? Right. So, you know, I live in South Philly. Um, you know, I'm uh, in the reserve, in Packer Park in that area, which is still a a good area, right, yeah. for the city. Um, but I, I'm not going to say it's one of the top three neighborhoods in the city. Um, you know, I'm sure you tell me, like if a, if a buyer's coming in the city right now saying, what are the top three neighborhoods in your opinion, where should they go where they feel safe right? and they're getting a, a somewhat of a good deal? Uh, what's your feeling? I mean, 
I've always been a little bit biased towards the River Wars area because right. I, I, I live right. there and, right. I, and I've owned real estate offices yeah. there too. But yeah. like, if you take you know, City Hall and just kind of draw a circle around it, I think there's opportunities in all of those four corners, okay. you know, depending on maybe where people are commuting to work, mm-hmm. maybe their preference of lifestyle for that specific neighborhood. Yeah, but in my mind, yeah, I've always loved like the Northern Liberties, Fishtown, okay. South Kensington yeah. circle. I know where it's at, sure. And I think in terms of future growth and opportunity, yeah, I would say, yeah, South Kensington's probably number one. It's a small zip code. There's still tons of like vacant land hmm. and opportunity for development. I think the American Street corridor, yeah, it could be a huge catalyst, yeah, for commercial activity, yeah, yeah, more recreation. Um it's still, even though there's been massive development, it's still underdeveloped. Yeah, you know, whereas Fishtown, yeah, you know, was kind of maxed out. Right, right. You know, in, in most of its parts. But like in the first time home buyer market, I love Port Richmond. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've always owned several investment properties, you know, for lease there. Yeah, you know, when you take a look at Richmond to Aramingo. Yeah. Um, Somerset to Allegheny and even north of Allegheny. And they're still building there, I'm sure. There's uh, there's not a lot of like vacant land, but like where there is, it is kind of getting building. some yeah. infill. Right, right. You know, but like the community, you know, just um, the positivity of being in that community, the people that have been there, there's a high percentage of owner occupancy. Okay. And the community involvement is, is big. Cool. And I think people love to live there once they're there. There's more like restaurants open it up here and there. Um, you know, there's like you know, the Gulf street and, um, there's, yeah, you know, the Richmond street corridor. I think, yeah, you know, there's going to be more stuff happening there right. yeah, and they get, still be able to get a really nice property for 250, 300, low 300s, okay. like, which is a good price. It's a great price. Right. And you're close That's to fish town. And so like I, for a lot of first time home buyers that are, are kind of like, they can't do four or five, but they could do two, two right. fifty three. You can still get in there. That's a, a great area. What are taxes going on uh, around there in Port Richmond? I right mean, now? the city might be a little bit behind knock on wood, you know, on assessments in Port Richmond. So they might be, you know, 1500, 2000, you know, a year, 20, you know, depending on if they've That's caught gold. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, they, yeah. they'll catch up, but yeah, uh, sure. Um, have a written out square. What do you, what's going on over there? I mean, Rittenhouse Square is always going to be Rittenhouse Square. Right. You know, it's the best square, yeah, you know, yeah. in the city, yeah. you know, and, you know, so for the people that, yeah, want to be, yeah, get, you know, maybe go to the Are they moral. overpaying, you think, over there? I don't think so because, hey, man, you know, it's it's your lifestyle, I mean, to be able to walk to park. Yeah. Or just, you know, go to the festivals, you know, in Rittenhouse Square or all right. the great restaurants. Like, lifestyle matters. And it still matters. Right. And Rittenhouse Square is always going to be Rittenhouse Square. So, yeah, for the people that you know, want to come in, you know, and have that lifestyle, they're going to get bored in the burbs. You know, that market is going to continue to do well too. Good, good. I mean, I think that uh, as time moves on, prices may start to come down in those higher end neighborhoods, Correct. right? Uh, Rittenhouse Square, uh, even Center City. Um, some of these condos are, I've seen, going a little bit higher. Uh, and they should start to maybe come down or, or what yeah, do you but think? if you think about it, like a 10% move on a, on a million dollar plus property, yeah, it was a good chunk of change. Right. Whereas 10% on 300,000, it's a different story. It's the same percentage, yeah. yeah, but it's a big difference. And yeah. yeah, to get a nice cost basis, whether you're in that top bracket or the lower bracket, I think you're right. Like the opportunity, you know, is, is now Alex for That's across good. the board. But yeah, I mean that, that market is, is kind of having its own, 
kind of slow down for right. a variety of issues. And but I mean, I guess when it comes to public safety, though, you know, like people might tend to to purchase in the high rise building, you know, versus to stay like away from the street, the level. single family right, new right. construction, even right. though it's four thousand square right. feet, right? Yeah, you know, with parking, like you know, the, it, the, the drive for those you know, taller, which. I mean, people ran away from them during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But like the demand's going to be there for that. And I do believe the lifestyle is going to come back. So you're feeling on, I think personally, you know, a, a 2018 and 2019 market, I loved. I, I, I thought that, you know, 17, 18, and 19 were normal markets, right? There wasn't any craziness of, you know, all this uh, pandemic buying and the rates went crazy and 50,000 and 100,000 over and, you know, uh, 30 bids on one house. It was a normal time, you know, in, in 17 and 18 and 19. Correct. You know, then we hit that pandemic March of 2020 and it was like, you know, all hell broke loose and, and we saw, um, you know, all kinds of uh, madness with the, with the housing market. You know, how do, so you're, you're feeling on getting back to that 18 market or 17 market. Can we ever get back there? Is it, is it the leadership that will get us back there in the city itself? Or is it truly just the rates uh, that'll get us back there? Uh, like, what? How do we return just to that normal where there's not 20 bids on one house? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, we need you know on the financial end, you know, rates to you know to come down. We need city council, the new mayor, you know, to do some things that that will make the city better. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, we need you know, policies that will bring in more high paying jobs to the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. There's job growth, but most of it's kind of like your lower income jobs, which right. is fine. Right. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that they could do, you know, to get, you know, the bigger companies to come in here, you know, instead of Jersey, Bucks, Montgomery, you know, the tax structure has got to be altered a little bit. You know, Michael Nutter got ahead of that Yeah. and things were happening. Sure. You know, so it doesn't, to me, it's not going to take that much to get like a little common sense. Like think about the tax revenue. It's got to be, way down yeah yeah the transfer tax being so way down right yeah that tax abatement change that was made yeah that was not a smart move yeah development is way down people think that it's really high it's not right yeah the building permits are way down yeah so to get you know some kind of pro-growth policies that make sense yeah that benefit everyone yeah combined with rates yeah yeah we'll go but yeah getting back to the COVID days i remember being at my at a sixer game right that night in a suite yeah and it was that night where they're like we're gonna suspend that yeah and we're like oh this is is, like sports is is going away and you know and not for nothing to put a plug in the g-par for a little bit of time real estate was not essential no during that time and and if you think about how can like housing and shelter yeah that was essential be you know not essential right you know so yeah g-par yeah, combined with Alan Dom at the time, they did a lot of work behind the scenes to get that essential. And then once that happened, yeah, yeah, then like the floodgates, right, really started to well, happen. Luckily, we have a job where you can work from home, right? So, Correct. you know, we're blessed that we could do that. Correct. Uh, I still went into the office though. I mean, though, guys like you, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're an old school guy. I was right? the only so, one in the know, office. I, I think that's was, what we are. Yeah, it was safe. Yeah, you didn't want to stay it home. It was probably safer know? at the office. It was just me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I yeah. know what you're talking about because I was going crazy at home too, right? Yeah. But we were in the middle of a refi boom where the rates were 2%, 2.5%. I couldn't even breathe. Yep. You know, I was uh, hiding in the bathroom, you know, trying great, to take great phone time calls. For, for mortgage people. Um, yeah, it was a great time. But you wanted to be in the office. You know, you, you, 
you know, you still wanted that, that uh, human interaction. The problem was, is when we went into the office, no one was there. It cleaned up, right? So it was only a couple hardcore guys like you, Correct. you know, the, 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 the veterans, the, the, the guys that have been through the business who just said, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to work anyway. And it doesn't affect me. You know, if I've got to wear a mask, I wear a mask, but I'm still coming in the office, you know? So, um, yeah, so that those times are obviously hopefully gone for good. Um, and we, start to turn the corner here and see a, a, a normal market uh, come back in 2024. Yeah, and a normal market would probably be people going to the office too. Right. Because if you think about it, like the yeah. market was so strong and you could work from your basement or at home and, you know, fast forward, you know, this is including myself too. Yeah. Uh, is, you know, during that time, you know, people I think started to develop habits, you know, that might have been, you know, a little bit, you know, it makes you a little bit lazier. Yeah. You know, you're quote, quote, working from home, but yeah. are you working from right, home? Right. Wow. Or are you doing something else? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. But I think to really kind of, you know, make that comeback, whether you're in real estate or wherever, Hey, it's some people will work the best at home, but they might be like, 10% or maybe right. it's that 80, 20 rule. Yeah. But what about the other 80%? Yeah. Yeah. That's the opportunity to kind of yeah, get back. Yeah. This is, you know, for maybe newer people watching it or maybe some older people like get that, you're going to get that mojo back, you know, by going to the office, whether you're in real estate or any industry, yeah. you know, unless you're just, you're just the expert working at home, doing zoom slack or whatever. Like, yeah, we're, we're still doing a ton of zoom calls and, sure. and I have a, a love hate relationship. Right. Well, I'm not, I'm not a, was never a fan of Zoom. Right. So, uh, Zoom, you know, it's a little weird. You're you're talking to somebody through a screen. You're, yeah, you know, the personal touch is not there. Um, not like this, anyway. Uh, you can't, you know. Listen, when I had my office, the loan officers would come in, and you know, we would go over scenarios face to face and try, had to try to get Chris Summers' deal through. Right? Like, you know, he's a he's that's a, a that's a good conversation. Right. To have. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> He's a big realtor in the city. We got to get this deal through, right? He's, uh, you know, he's doing a lot of business. And how do we figure it out? Those, that was the the beauty of having an office, uh, you know, uh, on that. So, um, so I, I think, you know, hopefully we we return to a normal market. All right. So, Chris, let's talk about um, agents, newer agents, maybe trying to get into the market right now, right? So, me and you have seen a lot of people come in and out of this business, right? I've gone through so many loan officers. Uh, friends, uh, personal family that I've gotten licensed, uh, some of my uh, colleagues back from 01, 02, you know, we see them come and go, right? Yep, and, yep. Uh, you know, they, and a lot of them approach us to say they want to do what me and you do, right? We want to be you, right? How do we get to the to the 25-year mark or the 20-year mark? You know, it's not easy to get there. So, um, you know, what's your advice right now? Uh, first of all, what's going on in the realtor world uh, as far as are they staying or are they going? Uh, and then number two, if they are coming in as a new agent, what are you, what's your advice for them? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a couple answers in there because there's some moving parts with yeah. that, Alex. Yep. But like as past president of GPAR, I was president in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, the, the new licensees was, you know, a lot. Right. Um, so I would, you know, I would typically do like an intro, new member orientation. And typically I would say like the over under for new realtors, two years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the truth. Now, yeah. what year was that? Is that a long time that ago? That was 2019. 19. Okay. But I think that two year term is like probably pretty safe in, in no matter what market right. one is in. Right. And Except I, for the pandemic market. 
Because they were all were making money then, right? Correct. And maybe it was two and a half years. Right, right. Three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go three. Well, go, I'll meet you at three. Yeah, That's yeah. Fine. So, right. yeah. but but um, but I think I think the best time to enter a market as a new realtor or relatively new is is during tough times. Yeah. Like if someone entered the market during the financial crisis, or now. Yeah. Like what happens? Like a, you have to work. Yeah. Number one. Number two. You have to like build habits. Um, you have to meet with people. You have to like think outside the box a little bit. Yeah, when things are going great, okay. Yeah, like deals might be falling into your lap, or you get a deal here, you know, and you get a listing that sells it a day. Although new realtors, you know, struggle getting listings sure. in the beginning too. Right, they need a good mentor. And, right? and, you, yeah, and you should be on a good team, maybe. Yeah, I'll get. Yeah, and I agree with that. But I think you know the big picture. This is like the best time to step it up, or if you've been in the business a few years or longer, this is the time to like dig deep because like the people that kind of make it through this period similar to the financial crisis, will come out stronger. Sure. Yeah, so it's like, in my mind, it's survive and thrive. Yeah. You know, or you could just survive if you want. But yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, you know, like the trend is obviously towards teams. It's been that way for a while. Right. So like if you're new or if you're newer, yeah, I would look to join a team. I could put a plug in for the summer's team or at least be at an office you know, where there's a lot of activity. Sure. Where you can kind of get a mentor or two or like, three. Like a KW maybe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, KW right. it has like the top market share in the city now. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it always comes down to like he or she or brokerage that has the most listings wins. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're new, you want to be around where there's listing activity, open house activity, you know, from listings, basically more lead opportunities happen. Mm -hmm. That combined with, you know, I love the saying, you become who you surround yourself with. So if you're just like a solo agent at some small office, that can work, but you're going to really need to like do a lot versus kind of like, yeah, just surrounding yourself with, you know, some mentors, some influencers and so forth. Okay. But yeah, there's a lot of realtors that have already dropped out from GPAR. Yeah. I'd say about 10%. Is that, uh, is that maybe burnout because they've been doing it so long now and then, and then they went into an easy market in, in 21 and 22 or 2021, 20, 22, and now we're back to a hard market and they're like, I just can't, I can't work like this. I'd say it's a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where people kind of, they had some transactions, you know, maybe some, some high sale prices where now like you could even get some transactions but there's more like when you're in a tougher market, there's also a higher percentage of those deals might not go through. Right. You have inspection issues. You know, people have buyer's remorse. Yeah. You know, sellers get you know, kind of nutty. Um, I've seen some appraisal issues oh, yeah. starting to come in. We know. And, and that will, uh, that's that, come those more lenders. More. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah that and will we ha- only have so much power. So I'm defending us kind of here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, not, but I think that more will drop out in 2024 yeah. due to the fact that it's a continuing education year. Right. So people might be like, you know what? I'm not going to take these classes. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, well, a lot of them can't even afford maybe pay the, the extra the, due, the dues so, or whatever it is. Right. So, or, yeah. So what happens like if you're new coming in or if you're existing, that kind of just gives you the opportunity to like, yeah. you know, kind of rebound a little bit more, which and is how great. much marketing do you think, um, we should be doing right now. And this goes for loan officers too, because, you know, listen, us as loan officers are being approached by realtors more than ever now. 
to help with marketing because of what's going on, right? There's not that many deals right now. So, you know, you're being approached with Zillow, you're being approached with Realtor.com, you're being approached with all these lead sites and let's do mailings and let's go on this and that. And, you know, what you're feeling on all that, is that, uh, is that the key right now to try to make it through this kind of market or, or, or should I as a loan officer maybe back off and say, well, we, we shouldn't be doing that much marketing because we don't know what's, uh, what's happening. Well, I mean, I can give you my experience during the, during the financial crisis. Yeah. It's like we stepped up our marketing efforts. Um, and a lot of that, you know, was like, you know, like, like work that we did that really didn't cost money. You know, that was like, you know, blogging, mm -hmm. shooting, you know, videos, you know, creating content and so forth, you know, which is more time versus money. Um, and I think now I do like the saying, small things done consistently over time lead to big results. Sure. So you have to kind of like determine what those things are. You know, it could be social media. You know, it could be, you know, co-marketing, realtor and lender. Right. Yeah, but the trick is, is to be consistent with it, number one. Number two, build an infrastructure, you know, where people actually see it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, versus just doing something and not following through on it and then continuing to do, you know, consistently whatever that is. Right. And just kind of be patient, you know, for things to have a return. Right. And, and that's not easy, obviously. Not easy at you, all, especially when, yeah, there's not as much money coming in, but you have more expenses going out. So it's more. Well, are you a, are you a spend uh, money to make money type of guy or are you, uh, you know, a lot of uh, loan officers right now are saying, you know what, we're not closing anywhere near what we close. So, you know, let's step back from what we've been doing and, uh, you know, let's really uh, look at our expenses and, you know, should we spend. You know, we made a lot of money the last three years, right? You should have banked the money that you made. I hate to say, True. that's a hard truth for a lot of loan officers and realtors who Correct. blew through all their money and don't have anything left, right? So, so if you did save that money, should you be going all out right now and, and double down and mark it in? Or should you back off and say, you know what, let's ride this out until February or March of next year when the spring market kicks back in and hopefully, you know, rates come down. Uh, what you're feeling there. I mean, I think it's like a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, you know, when the market pulls back and if you have a P&L, right, uh, I'm sure mortgage people, we realtors do. have it, yep. you'll, and you'll be able to kind of recognize pretty quickly, you know, what worked or what makes sense of what was maybe some fluff that you tried out and you didn't, you right, know, didn't it wasn't. Work. So yeah. this is the we time yeah. yeah, to like eliminate the fluff, adjust yeah. it, and really try to hone in on what, did work or what might work and then double down and triple down on that. And if you don't know, I think then it's the opportunity to cut back on the expenses that you know didn't work for sure and be willing and consistent maybe with some other things. Maybe it's not as much of, as a financial, maybe it's time related because you're creating content, but you don't want to be doing nothing. But as soon as you kind of see some things, you know, kind of like, you know, come in, like maybe like with realtors, we might send out just listed, just sold cards. You can co-market with lenders sure. on that too. Yeah. Yeah. If things, a big one. if things start to come in, as soon as you get some results, then double and triple down. Right. Just, you got to see those little results Correct. first before you go all in because you don't know. Correct. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that as a new agent, if you get in right now, I think you got to be with a guy like this. You can't, uh, right. Um, you can't, wing it. You can't, it's not million dollar listing. It's not, uh, you know, all these shows that you see where everything is rosy pretty. Uh, I think you need to get with a good mentor 
to, to get you through. And uh, that's how I looked at some of the loan officers that I've mentored in my past is, you know, you really have to take care of them and, and show them, you know, that you, you care and had a market and had a, uh, you know, uh, like you said, thrive through something like now and not Correct. just survive, you know? Correct. So, um, so I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. Um, predictions for a 2024 market. What do you, what are you thinking? I mean, everybody has their own predictions. My prediction is we see low rates, you know, by next summer, not low as to three and 2%. That's gone. We're, we're never going to see that again. I, don't, I think that was just a fluke. And unless you go into another pandemic, which knock on wood, we don't. Um, but I do think we see, you know, sixes, maybe, uh, you know, even possible fives. Right. We right. could see by the end of next year, right. which will spark things. But uh, overall, what's your prediction? Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense that rates will be lower right before an election, right? Right. Right, right. <laughs> so it, it makes everybody look good. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll forget about two yeah. years ago or three years ago. or It's all whatever. rosy. Hey, but we're at right, 6%. Right. Everything's yeah. going great. And I agree right. with you with that. Like, I mean, yeah. and if you think about it, like jokes aside, yeah, yeah like it does seem like inflation is, is at its tipping point. Sure. Yeah, there's some other economic things that are, are kind of coming into play where three out of four rates will be lower. And if you believe rates are lower, well, then obviously activity will be we'll lower and right. prices there will be higher. Right, because yeah. everybody's bidding again. Correct. So, right. And I wouldn't expect like, like a huge bump up, but like, you know, if we're talking Philly, like maybe that's another, you know, five to 10%. Sure. You know, so again, that kind of gets back to the point of buying now. Yeah, if you're waiting for wait rates to drop, wait <laughs> rates to drop. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same thing. But yeah, I, I would buy into that. Yeah, because like everything else, I think with a prediction is predicated on where rates go. Right. Like if inflation continues to go higher, yeah, yeah the economy really kind of dies, or inflation just goes yeah you know, through the roof yeah. as rates go higher. Well, real estate activities is going to right yeah, be harder. Right, which is what we're seeing right now. Correct. You know? So yeah, I, I'm with you on that 2024 prediction. I could see that. And I also think, and this could just be more, you know, belief kind of thing, is like, obviously, you know, being past president of GPAR, I really wanted Alan Dom to be mayor. Yeah. I think he would have done the best with public safety sure. by far. But yeah, for the people. But I don't I, think there's a realtor that didn't vote for Alan Dom, right? I, I hope not. <laughs> if they do, they, they're don't, in trouble. Don't let me well, know. They would never come on my show and say it out loud, right? So, so I, we're going to move on with that. I right. do think Sherelle Parker, like maybe she is the right fit. And I do think, yeah. you know, maybe the, the, the new mayor, you know, an, a, a city council yeah. kind of new mix. Yeah, I think I, I do have confidence with the, and the new police commissioner, I like too, you know, that things can kind of be put into place pretty quickly where that will be a benefit or a catalyst to our market too. Right. So by the end of 2024, we could see definitely more of a light than we're seeing right now overall. I, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, could it get much worse than it is now? Probably not. You know, I don't know that, but yeah, but, I don't, but I mean, I, I said that six months ago. That's true. And, right. And look where we're at now. And, and things you typically know. do get worse before it gets better. Sure. So like, you know, the fourth quarter, yeah, we're going to have, a. I mean, is it going to be a long cold winter? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a 50-50 shot there because something could happen major out of nowhere. See, something that, you know, listen, the pandemic came out of nowhere, right? We didn't know that was going to happen. Boom, rates plummeted. You know, you you get into a conflict here in the, in the Middle East, which unfortunately I'm, I'm watching over the next, last two days, and it's terrible what's going on over there. Uh, I feel sorry for those people because they're, they're helpless, a lot of them. And even some of Americans are being killed now, which I, I saw on the news on the way over here. Um, 
you know, something major like that happens does affect the markets. It affects the 10-year treasury, and the treasury could come down. And actually, I always hate to say this, but when you go into some type of war or something major like that, it's actually good for mortgage rates. It is. And it's terrible. It's terrible to say. But, yeah, I mean, I was depressed. I mean, this is – Today's Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the tragedy happened over the weekend. Right. You know, we're just shooting those, you know, prayers yeah. you know, to Israel it's, and whatnot. And it's horrible. And, right. and yeah, the, those large, you know, political or you geopolitical could affect you know, something right you know, off the bat. Obviously, that is always the case where things could be a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of that, it you know, was applicable. Yeah. You know, definitely, yeah, you know, for the United States at that time, you know, with the financial crisis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the banks going under that. I was remember. A, a, a tough yeah. time. Tarp. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so forth. So yeah, time. Where were you in two thousand and eight? Were you like for you to survive two thousand and eight? And everybody asked me, Alex, is this the worst market than two thousand and eight? It's got to be worse. Like, how did you make it through two thousand and eight? What do you mean? Two thousand and eight? I don't think is as bad as to what we're going through over the last six months to a year right now. This is a different type of bad. Correct. I think. I mean, for the real estate industry, we're in a recession, right? But the consumers and the sellers and the equity is not. Right. So that's good. Yeah, in 2008. People you know, were still buying. Yeah, you know, the transactions were still happening. Like We specialized in short sales back then. So if, you were, you if, were if, killing if, it. If you Googled Philadelphia short sales, you probably saw my articles. Right. And we would get calls and those people. It was a huge accomplishment to do a lot of short sales settlements. Were those your best years, you think, uh, as far as volume? Um. They were, I mean, put it to you this way, during like a tough climate, Yeah, we did okay during those years. And I would say in our industry, it, it's obviously harder this this time because there's less transactions. Now, back then, you know, like you know, for a seller, like if you didn't sell in this year and you waited a year, you were down another 10, 15%. Right. Yeah. You know, so I think it's it a different situation. It's a different situation affecting you know, different people, yeah. you know, but still tough markets. Yeah. Yeah. And tough markets make tough people, right? So that's like, like I got. I mean, look at this guy. Do a shout out for the Phillies. I mean, you know, I told them to wear his hat. We're doing a podcast. They're playing right now. I don't even know if they're winning right now. I don't know. I really felt. Listen, I want to make it clear here that I want you know the Phillies are playing tonight, right? Uh, And you know, for me to put a show and for this guy to come on on my first episode, you know, while the game is on, Right. right? He walks up in a Phillies hat. And I, I felt terrible because I forgot that the Phillies were playing because if anybody knows me, I'm a diehard uh, Eagles fan. But I love the Phillies too. But, but I, I haven't I, checked I, my phone. <laughs> this game, like when I walked in, yes. the Phillies were at one zip. I have yeah. no idea what the score is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know either. Okay. So you, I would know more from you. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's go to the pros and cons of uh, owning versus renting right now because renting, you know, a lot of people are telling me that, uh, you know, these rents are, are actually higher than buying. But then some people are telling me, no, I'm going to buy because the rent is through the ceiling now. And, and it's, you know, uh, there's a war going on. So yes, who wins? I think ultimately the people that are in the industry will win. And I think the city ultimately will win too. Um, you know, the developers have done extremely well with the build to rent model, especially for these large buildings. Um, and why not lease now versus own, you know, when there's looting going on, there's yeah. public safety, and you could be in a building where there's a doorman and you have amenities like a pool and a gym, you're not paying a condo fee, there's cool people in there, you have a social life and whatnot. 
Um, but you know, you know, the rent prices are high, and maybe you're in a, one of those buildings or in another you building. Know, in, I'm talking it, South Philly, even. Yeah, so the rents if are you think about it, a month over there. all the policies city council did to protect the renter did the exact opposite because everything that they, they did, the unintended consequences is rent prices are higher. Right. You know, and the rental supply is lower, with the exception of these like large apartment buildings. But I do believe that tenant, Alex, that's saying why own when I could lease will turn around and say, why lease when I can own again? And that in and of itself could be a huge pent up demand, you know, for our market. Because the, the leases are so high. A, the leases are so high yeah. and public safety starts to get a little bit it's better. better. Right. And the people are like, yeah, it, hey, you know, like one of the benefits, you know, I mean, there's many benefits. It's like, as soon as you make that first mortgage payment, you're building equity, number one. Sure. Number two, people need tax deductions. Yeah. So even if your interest rate is higher, you have a, a higher mortgage payment, it's still probably lower you than get your the right amount. Off, right. You get your mortgage interest deduction. Yeah, you get the write-off. That's not going away anytime soon. No, no. If you have a $2,000 a month mortgage payment, where essentially most of that is interest, yeah. let's say it's 3000 Yeah. multiply that by twelve. Yeah, that's $24,000 mortgage interest deduction or 36 if it's $3,000 a month. You're not getting any of that if you're leasing. So to have the opportunity to build wealth, you know, kind of help you out. We Everyone needs tax deductions, even the first-time home buyers. I know. And they're not getting that no. you know, if they're using the standard deduction. Yeah. You know, combined- they used to get that. Remember that $8,000 tax uh kick at the end of the year you would get if you were a first-time buyer yeah it was sixteen thousand, maybe at one point we might need we might need to do that again that, that was a big thing that was a big thing uh, and that kind of came into play back in the financial crisis right too. that was big you know, i remember saying right. uh, they're like i'm gonna get sixteen thousand when i go to do my taxes Correct. and they did yeah so i i do believe that that mentality will again it's that pendulum and then once that happens like the first time home buyer market does fuel yeah the rest of the market you know, in Philadelphia. So, yeah, and a lot of times those people will buy anyway because, you know, the 250 to 300 or 200 or 150 to 300 is a little bit more immune yeah. to these rates increases. But, you know, when the rates do get better, I think that will really kind of You know, it's a, a shame is that I'll have buyers come to me and we approve them for 250 or, or 200 because that's all they approve for. Right. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, what are you going to find them for 200 or 250? Port Richmond. You know, Right. right. I mean, <laughs> there's not too many other places. There's yeah. nowhere to go. Maybe Grace Ferry, yeah, certain parts of South there's Philly. There's no, right. Yeah, there's right. Like, it's a not tiny condo. Yeah. You know, but like. That's a shame. It is a shame. Because 250 is a, still a sweet spot for a first time buyer. Correct. And if you can't even get in at 250, it's, it's you know, you got to bump them to three. Correct. Now, like you got to bump them to 325 or 350 in order for us. And then you're squeezing those debt ratios right. up. You know, which yeah, and that's the problem. Like with these rates, like it's squeezing a lot of people out of either the market or out of areas where you know that they would buy there if they could afford it. Yeah. So otherwise, they're leasing until that changes. Yeah. So yeah. when that changes, boom. Yeah, we're you know the city is back in business. Right. Not just realtors. The city. You didn't see they just evil. Realtors are not evil. Yeah, people think that we're evil. I would never say that. And maybe some For are. the record, I'll say this louder into the microphone. Rotors are not evil. Right. And, and not <laughs> they have the, worked with me for 25 years. Yeah. They're why I'm here. And the uh, consumer, uh, they need the dream team. They need like a great realtor. Yes, they yes, need the great lender. Yes. It makes the experience 10 times better. It's true. Instead of being you know, stressed out the whole time, you know, they're... They have less stress because they have a great team yep. yeah, that's helping them out through the I, process. You know, 
I pitch local. Okay. My whole, uh, if you go on my social media, everybody knows all I say is you got to stay local, right? You got to stay local with your realtor. You got to stay local with your loan officer. You got to stay local with your inspector, right? Everybody, yep. right? Keep it uh, local because yep. once you start going to people in Chicago and California and Florida, you're losing a lot there. And I get a lot of good realtors like Chris that uh, call me and say, you know, they, they got pre-approved through a bank or through a, uh, you know, a credit union that we have no idea who they are. You know, they're centralized yeah. uh, wherever, they don't and give a fuck. Excuse they, the language. Well, I mean, it's yeah. true. I mean, you're allowed to say that. No, no. I, I mean, right. I was going to say right. that you took it yeah. out of my mouth. Yeah. It's true. And then we wind up picking it up and taking the deal. And uh, Green Tree's local, right? Yep. We're only in South Jersey, yep. uh, PA, and, and Delaware, and a few other select states, Florida. Uh, you know, it's a few select, but we're local. Like the underwriting's here, the processes in here, uh, the you know the the owner is here. So if there's a problem. You know, you, you're, it's taken care of on the spot. How important is that? I mean, put it to you this way. I'm on the listing side more than the buy side. Yeah. I'd say nine times out of 10 where there's a financing issue on the buyer side. And I'll ask the question from day one. Yeah, like, hey, why, how come you're not using a local lender? Right. And then people are like, oh, well, you know, la, la, la. Yeah. Like, well, can you at least get a backup, you know, to be ready if something, you know, sure. you know falls through? Right. People, yeah. And sometimes people have actually switched. You know, because it really was important for, you know, the seller. I'm, like, I'm not going to accept a deal with, you know, Chase from New York. I don't want to say any names. or well, this is what you know, happens. Yeah, or I whatever. Mean, but, know. like, those deals that I've had issues on on the listing side have been with buyers using out-of-state mortgage companies. There you go. And, That's you big. Know, and, That's and big. The, uh, the, um, hot, the percentage of terminations or yeah. delays or issues or yeah. stress or agita. You know, like, why even go th- – and if you're a buyer's mm-hmm. agent, like – you got to plan ahead a little bit more, you know, and, and make that experience better for your client. The experience is going to be better with Alex at Green Tree. Sure. Or because any local lender. Any local lender. Yeah, but yeah, definitely, you know. The local right. is the key. Right, right. You know, I, if you, you know, I think. It's like, like, instead of Attorney General AG, it's Alex at Green Tree. I mean, and you can keep AG. saying that. Yeah, right. I mean, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the night when you go home, you, you go to sleep, you say that. <laughs> Alex at <laughs> Green Tree. <laughs> you memorize that. You wake up tomorrow morning and you say it to your first client that you speak to. Exactly. You Call say Alex at Green Tree. <laughs> it's perfect. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, and I like that. But I mean, I, I think that's what I've been pitching all along on, and it's not a pitch. It's, it's the truth. It is the truth. You know, it's, uh, you know, I've seen too many horror stories where people are just, uh, running to me saying, I got to close in a week from now, (laughs) eight days. You know, the guy called me out of nowhere, says, I don't qualify. I'm declined. They didn't look at my income. They never knew I had a second job and they thought it was for two years. I mean, it's a crazy stuff that I see. I mean, as we go through these shows, um, a few of them, I'm going to do a Q&A just because I have so many questions that I get all week on people that get declined for this and for that. And I think that the public doesn't know. I send it out to realtors like you once a week. Like you said, you get my emails. I send out uh, a question and an answer email every week uh, to uh, uh, you know, probably 100 to 200 select realtors that I know care and, and like it. And then on those questions and answers, it tells you pitfalls of what I see every week, you know, uh, where the lender didn't verify large deposits. They didn't look at the, you know, that the person ever filed taxes and they found out they didn't file taxes and then they have to pay the payment plan and, you know, things that could kill deals. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I way too often, way too often. And, and a lot of cold feet right now. How many people are you seeing getting cold feet? They go under contract. Uh, the numbers were never given to them. 
right? They, you know, the, the, the payments are a lot higher than what they were told, you know, then they get the real numbers and then they Correct. get cold feet and they don't want to do the deal. Yeah. It could be a little bait and switch sometimes with a rate or, you know, closing costs. And, you know, you need to have that due diligence up front. The more you have up front, yeah. you have the higher chance of success at yeah. settlement for sure. Yeah. So in closing, Chris, you are, uh, you know, you've done a, a great job. I, 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 first of all, appreciate you coming on because this guy is a, a wealth of knowledge. You know, he knows his stuff, you know, and I knew picking him would be a, would be a, a huge success for our first show. So I'm happy that you came. Um, any closing comments for, you know, the, the, the gist of this program was, or tonight's episode was the state of the Philly market. Right. And because everybody wants to know what's going on in Philly right now. Like they know what's going on in Jersey. They know what's going on everywhere else. But what do you think here? What, you know? Well, I mean, Philly has a lot of moving parts. Number one, two, I think as a result, the opportunity, you know, is big. Obviously the pendulum has kind of shifted towards like, Ooh, like, should I be in Philly? But I know, and I think most people watching this know that that pendulum is going to switch back. Yeah. So like, the opportunity to buy, to live in the city is 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 there. I think the investment opportunity is going to come back strong. Um, if you're a new realtor, you want to join a team, contact the Summerstein. There we go. You're, right. you're a consumer, you need some financing, contact you. But I think, yeah, I mean, you know, where... And that's the tabernagroup.com, my website. Yeah, like, you know, where there's blood on the streets, <laughs> you know, there, there's opportunity. Right. You know, when there's a recession, that's where, you know, millionaires are, are made from. So... Uh, whatever that that is, you know, whatever someone is, you know, focus on what you can control, not what you can't. Doing small things consistently over time, you know, whoever you are, it could be working out. Yep. Could be I do a lot of self development with reading. Good. Yeah, these are the things that we can kind of focus on, and I struggle with this a little bit myself. But when I'm kind of like harnessed, you know, good things can really happen. So if you're watching this, yeah. You know, the, the world is your and go on this guy's social media. He's not playing around. Uh, you know, he has good material. It's organic. It's not, uh, you know, your, your usual stuff. He, he really is a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, to real estate. So you, you definitely want to pay attention to him. Yeah, I down. appreciate it. I talk about real estate, finance, investing, and try right. to keep yeah. it there, you know, yeah. and, you know, play nice in the sandbox. But, yeah, but I think that's important, you know, in our industry is provide content and information that's valuable yeah yeah and with that good things happen too right and are the phillies gonna win or i don't know well yeah, it, I don't, it, we'll see what happens tonight but i'm, yeah, I'm I mean, happy they're <laughs> splitting this series no matter what even if they lose but if they're up 2-0 but like, the eagles are 5-0 yeah, so, yeah. you know i mean we are heading to the super bowl is what i feel i mean we have a, i mean hopefully the sixers can kind of get their shit to ah, excuse yeah. the language it's a lot of drama there <laughs> i, I know have, you're a big sixers fan i have season too. tickets i, I want the value to go higher instead of like <laughs> we will it. we will pray for you on that too you know so namaste, namaste. <laughs> guys thanks for tuning in um we will see you next week uh, every wednesday 9 a.m is when i air so go subscribe on youtube because i really want to make sure that you uh, capture the information that we uh, explain every week and I will see you soon. Thank you again.